Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the Word, LaCharles, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for inviting your Holy Spirit into our midst, Lord, and just giving him freely, Lord, so that way we can continue to learn and have more understanding about the bigger picture, Lord, than the limited view that we have, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for the knowledge that you have given us and that you have given us the mindset and the ability to actually apply that knowledge where it's needed, Lord, and that that is not just useless facts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen and welcome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to our Bible study and our podcast where we're discussing 1 Corinthians. So... Can I get a volunteer to read? We're in, we're in chapter 9. Can I get a volunteer to read the first 15 verses, please? I will. All right, I promise. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my, my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtlessly I am to you. For you are sealed my apostleship in the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do you, do we have to, no do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we ha- have no right to take along a believing wife, as do as the other apostles, the brothers of Lord and Cephas, of the Lord, sorry, and Cephas, or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to re- refrain from working? Whoever goes to war as own expense. Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit? And who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as a mere man? It does not the law say the same also? For it's written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox while it shreds of grain. Shreds out the grain. Is, Is oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it great? Is it a great thing if you reap your material things? And if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things least lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that these those who minister in the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those, those who serve at the altar partake in of the offerings, offerings of the altar? Even so the Lord has commanded that each who preach the gospel shall live from the gospel. But I have used none of these things, nor have I written these things that should be done so to me. For it would be better for me to die than anyone to make my boasting void. I like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's there's a lot in here that we're going to discuss. 
and we're going to begin with you to share and what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, ministering to your heart, and then also to ask any questions you have, right? Again, we're, we're in this to learn and grow together. Okay? Yes. So, yes. I will say the floor is yours. It's the, it's the Lord's, it's the Holy Spirit, but we're going to open it up to you. So, who'd like to begin? I will. I found it interesting in verse 6 where Paul is talking about how him and Barnabas are continuing to work even though they continue to minister to the Lord. Just I found it interesting that Paul brought this up, but he wasn't saying it and continue working. Essentially, he's, while he's in ministry of coming up and relaxing and just expecting to coast, they remind me of Jesus, how Jesus didn't just sit there and do nothing all day, writing the sand, but he carved stuff. He created stuff for people to use. Same is, true, same is true here, meaning that we have to constantly work while we can and some people are called to go full-time into the ministry. We are supposed to do what the Lord tells you to do. If he doesn't call you to do that, don't try to take it for yourself because it will undoubtedly lead to failure. Everything that the Lord says to do is blessed. And it just reminds me of how he doesn't try to use this fact that he was a person who brought them into Christ to guilt them. But he says that. While other people try to do that to him, he's making a difference between himself and other people who try to mook them, essentially. Well, but the other apostles weren't mooking them, honey. I wasn't saying <laughs> okay. that the other apostles were mooking them, okay. but I was saying that people who try to claim rights to other people's money because they're the one who brought you there, brought you into Christ. He was saying that he has a more so right to that, but he doesn't take that. He goes and works for himself. So he doesn't have a sense of entitlement that they owe yes. him something because of that? Okay. Yes. And do you think that he's saying the other the other apostles are doing that? No. Okay. Okay. He's Good. just saying that what him and Barnabas are called to is to continue working while the other apostles are, are not called to do that. Well, but when he says, what about verse 15 at the end of it? For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. He's not literally talking about actual boasting. But he, in previous chapters, he says he boasted nothing except for Jesus Christ. Meaning uh -huh. that if these things were untrue, he would rather die than for the stuff to be untrue. Because he already knows that what he's teaching true, truth and he doesn't want to be leading others into error. It also reminds me of how... the. Jesus said it's better for a millstone to be tied around a man's neck and be thrown, flung into the sea than to cause a little one to stumble. So he's saying that he would rather have died than to cause somebody else to stumble by teaching them falsely. Hmm. Okay. I believe the word you were looking for is mooch. He wasn't <laughs> mooching <laughs> off of these people. Mooching. <laughs> I thought he was making up a word. I was like, well, mooching is okay. I was listening. What do you mean? Right? It's, it's mooching. Mooching. Okay. I think there's a part here, LaCharles, maybe that um, if I look at it conceptually, I think Paul's trying to say, um, who do you think you are to tell me how to live my life? You're putting demands on me that you don't even put on other people. And the proof's in the pudding of what I'm doing. 
Mm. Because I can prove I'm an apostle by the way I'm living it out. And mm-hmm. by the fruit of that, by the people that have come to Christ and are growing and maturing in Christ by that. I think he's really kind of like trying to kind of smack him around a little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're putting things on me that you don't put on anybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Like somehow they're trying to portray him as less than an apostle because he wasn't with the original 12. But he, as he states, he still had his own experience with Jesus. I saw Jesus too. Now, he may have seen Jesus during his natural life. He may have been on the wrong side of it, but he still laid his eyes on him. But also his road to Damascus experience, his conversion, he interacted with Jesus. Who are you, Lord? That was his coming into the ministry. And that was the Lord um, initiating him and equipping him. And what's that called, honey? When you... Commissioning, there it is, which is something known from that. And I agree with you. <clears throat> I, I know this conscience that I have with my, you know, there's all these voices in the world. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's trying to steer and guide and direct, but he's equipped two people to do that. And so Paul, as he's already stated to them, I'm your father. You have many teachers, but not many fathers. I'm your father in Christ, your spiritual father. So I have a right to speak, whereas other people maybe should hold their tongue for a bit. And if you're going to find somebody to listen to, if you're going to take anybody's opinion, it should be the one who um, helped bring you into the Lord, right? And not try to discount them. Don't kids do that all the time? Yes. (laughs) Huh? Yes. Yes. Yes, kids. And, you know, as a parent... Dean, I don't know if you can, <laughs> if you've ever felt this way where your kids, everybody else's opinion is the one they'll listen to, but your parents can tell you the same thing. And I did this myself. You don't. And that's. There's a saying, because uh, yes, I've seen it my children, but having had hundreds upon hundreds of employees pass through my care, uh-huh. you know, there's a saying that goes, uh, what does it take to be an expert in your field? The answer is 50 miles from home. <laughs> okay, so a prophet is not without honor except in his own home. Very similar. Okay. So I have poured into people sometimes for years with just simple basic concepts that they that failed their grasp for whatever reason, whether it was my teaching style or whatever, I don't know. And, and they will come to me and go, hey, I was watching Jimmy Joe on YouTube and look what he was saying. And I'm like, this is what I've been telling you for years. <laughs> so no, Kamisha, I don't relate to that at all. <laughs> okay, so, yes. so you were fathering them and talking to a wall. That um, familiar. Sometimes we know people because we know things that they've done that weren't so wise, mm-hmm. and we fail to miss that wisdom that's in that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I hear a little bit of Papa Paul talking here. <laughs> <laughs> so um and you know so that that that's my perception on on this right here and i, I agree with you he's going like hey because i've had conversations with you especially you older ones and had to get my little smacky hey not a literal smacky but have this kind of talk with you like wait a second be, be firm and steadfast and uh yeah like wait authoritative a minute. i'm the only one that gave birth to you no <laughs> Well, he's contrasting it, too, against what they're saying here. Like, you're telling me I can't have a wife with me, but everybody else can? Come on, man. What are you trying to say, right? He's calling them out of their own little mm-hmm. misinformation mis- um, that they're trying to apply there. Mm-hmm. And the whole, hey, pot, this is kettle, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <Yeah. laughs> 
not mm-hmm. not wait wait you got you got this reversed it's yeah. you're you're the opposite you're, you're saying what you're saying is is uh contradicting your own actions so mm-hmm. uh, we would call that being a hypocrite right yeah and the evidence if you look at it doesn't support it mm-hmm. look exactly. at what look at what's happened look at our experience i am right. your, i am your spiritual father good morning that's needed right because with our with you our stations you don't listen to first time <laughs> well there's that right I'm, I'm glad we can we can admit that right but because you chose to believe something that was in fact not true right yes. <coughs> however it was built up in your mind you chose to latch on to a, a lie to deception not truth and then we have to go just like paul is doing here and say hey well these are the facts mm-hmm. these are the things that you're not just saying but what you're doing and they contradict why so we can bring and give you the opportunity to uproot the lie master and that you've held on to up right and up to also bring this up there again there's nothing new under the sun this is the third day in a row we've said this right well that's good we, we are also not to be unaware of satan's devices is this not the exact thing that Satan, uh, I'll say tempted woman, later to be called Eve with? What's what's the common thing here? Uh, whether it's teens or, or whatever the case is. Tried to plant deception, or did plant deception, and she ran with it. And the deception was, wait, the Lord's withholding something from you. Is that not how most adolescents think? Our parents are just trying to keep us from stuff. They don't want to have, want us to have any fun. They're withholding stuff from us, right? Yes. Okay. And that the same thing the devil did in the garden. Well, if you have this, if you eat this, you'll be like God. In other words, that also denotes in that statement is is accusatory, say, an attempt to say the Lord is withholding something from you. And so we see this from the beginning. From the beginning we see this. So let's not be unaware of it. Did the Lord withhold anything good from any of his people? No. 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 But if the Lord said, don't do this, or don't touch that, or don't look at this, or don't eat something, it was only because the Lord knew it was not actually spiritual. And to the promise, it'll be too, too much. I'm going to teach you how to do these things out here in your time aside with me. And little by little, I'm going to bring you into the land so that way you can master it and you can have full dominion over it versus just being thrown in the proverbial deep end and seeing how it works out for you. Exactly. <clears throat> but that little by little, it's not a withholding. It, the, full, the intent and intention is to fully prepare them for everything they're going to need. And do and be responsible for. Mm-hmm. And to make sure they get all of the blessing. Not just a corner of it, not just a piece of it, but the whole thing. Well, well part of that, um, I mean, I think <clears throat> you know, we can imply it with Paul here, but more importantly to what you were saying to the children, right? How many times have we had to have this conversation with you? So that is not something that you guys should take as like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me, right? The, the maturation process is as Christians, is learning to um, not operate in the flesh, 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what the enemy wants us to do. Because the flesh speaks to the flesh, right? And so we want to we want to sow into the spirit. And it is from a worldly sense it is natural to operate in the natural, but we want to move into operating in the supernatural, right? There's um I'm I'm all about sayings today. So there's another <laughs> saying I love that is really profound if you take time to think about it. And and the saying is time takes time. That it does. And in in uh you know the the teacher tells us in uh some of his writings, right? There's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 maturing in Christ, growing in Christ takes time. And it's okay if you don't get it all today. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing for the listeners out here. But we also need people in our lives, like Paul, who here is just saying, look, wait, what you're saying doesn't line up with what's in reality. Mm-hmm. And I think there's... Stop it. And right. Actually, from Paul hits you from your, your teacher, they're right from each other. Which in, in the family, he tries that. In a business standpoint, he tries that. He tries to separate, to tear asunder, so that he can steal, kill, and destroy. If you can isolate one off to themselves, you can pick them off. Right? If you can break apart that bond, you can eventually pick them off. You can stop the work. You can slow them down. You can conquer those people, that group of people. So, you know, this is, in, as, a, as a mother, this is encouraging because being a parent looks the same no matter who you're parenting. We still have the same concepts, and it's an encouragement not to give up. Man, I've said this three times. Well, my kid's going to understand. There's... When we speak and often repeating ourselves, we speak to them at different levels. So you guys are not hearing something totally new, but you're hearing it in a more mature state than you were before, like you were saying, Dean. So at five years old, I speak a sentence. You maybe got two words out of that, so I should probably keep it simple. But at 10, you can take in a whole lot more than you could at five. At 15, you can take in a whole lot more than you could at five or 10. At 20, and you can vouch for this, Kyla, Naskin, Dean, Jenny Kins, and myself. At 20, you hear a whole lot differently than you did at 15, 10, or 5. Or even 18 years old. You're like, what was I, <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, you said this to me before? Like, man, I got like three words out of that sentence. Now it makes so much more sense, et cetera, et cetera. So the time, like you're saying, to mature does take that time. There are things that you can grasp quickly. And there are other things that just have to be repeated as he says it's not labor um it's not burdensome i think peter said that it's not burdensome for me to remind you of these things because it's good for you it's safe for you so as a parent moms and dads out there don't give up <laughs> don't give up and understand i'm not talking about rebelliousness or disobedience but continue to take care of it you can't just water it one day and go all right done that's done no you have to continue over and over you pull the weeds out you're like man i just pulled you might get um a little ingenuity into work and develop some things to help you out um inventions if you will to help keep that garden clear and free of weeds but still give it the nourishment it needs and the fresh air and the sunlight and the water but you still have to come and tend and keep you still have to come and sow those seeds you still have to pull up the weeds of the enemy which is what he's doing here right Yes. yes and don't get discouraged while you're doing that that's a part of being a parent that's a part of love. That's a part of tending and keeping the garden. And don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season you'll reap if you faint not. So moms and dads, hang in there. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Go ahead, sweetie pie. Oh, were you going to say something, Dad? 
No, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, I also see an element of a worker is worthy of his wages here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like Paul was making the distinction that because he did these things, this would rightfully be his wages, but he's not taking it from them. He's not forcing that on them, Mm -hmm. but he's making the distinction, like especially with not muzzling the ox while it's Mm treasured. Threshing or treads treads out the grain treading out the grain Mm -hmm. you don't want to starve the ox while it's working for you because then you're out of an ox and you have to go buy another one when you can just let him eat the little remnants because he's not gonna eat the entire field but he'll work hard Mm -hmm. and do everything you need him to do he'll be rejuvenated and strengthened to do the work that's being required or asked of him god wants us to have a loving heart yeah. to function properly so i'm sure they did eat but even still the harvest that you didn't plow yourself you can share with an ox and uh, that's that speaks to hard-heartedness on on one side and being willingness to have mercy and love and share towards the one who is doing work on your behalf i mean because paul could have went and hold up somewhere and just enjoyed the the wisdom of the god from <laughs> Well, no, he could have just enjoyed the word of God for himself. That's a, that's a precious. The, I, you guys have heard me say this often. My most valuable possession is the word of God, is Amen. my relationship with Jesus Christ and the wisdom that he shares with me. Amen. So when I share that with you, I'm sharing with you my treasure. Like literally, this is what I've, I've longed for. This is what I've sat, saturated myself with. This is what I've spent my time doing when I could have been doing anything else in the world, but this is what I was doing. The field of great price. This is my pearl. I mean, the field that was purchased for the pearl of great price. This is my pearl and I'm sharing it with you. So Paul is sharing all the revelation that God gave him with these people, his greatest treasure in the world. It shouldn't be held lightly or esteemed lightly as though it's no big deal. There's a couple things with that. Uh, well, a few things. The first is, right, so Paul's at Corinth. But if we look back at Acts 18, well, I'll say this first. A lot of what, what typically gets discussed, or is, and you can argue is being discussed here, are financial wages, right? Mm-hmm. So Paul is writing to the people at Corinth who he had gone to before, and you see that in Acts 18. And in verse 4, what does it say that Paul did? Okay. He was looking to have a group of people support his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Paul was just, I'll say he was content, but was driven and determined to further the gospel, to preach it, right? Which, yes, and I love how you brought that up. It's... Our treasure, mm-hmm. all right. The that secret things that the Lord shared. reveals; they are our mm-hmm. treasure. But Paul, well, we only read to verse fifteen. Right after that, he continues and he says um, that the whole point is that he preaches the gospel, and you may present the gospel of Christ without charge, and not abuse his his authority. Right, mm-hmm. but. Um, Even in verse 14, he talks about, he's commanded those to preach the gospel, right? He's saying, this is what the Lord's commanded me to do. I'm going to do it. 
mm-hmm. however, to doing whatever that takes, if you will. Mm-hmm. If I have to work, you know, by myself or, or whatever the case is, and do all this manual labor, I'm still going to preach the gospel. I'm going to promote the gospel. I'm going to be obedient to what the Lord has commanded me to do. Right? Again, he's not telling the people, you are required to contribute to my lifestyle. Mm-mm. He's saying, this is what I'm doing. You have the opportunity to come in line with what the Lord has given him to do and participate, and whether that's financially or, or otherwise, right? Yes. yes. He's giving them or making them aware of their opportunity. And I love how he brings out the whole shall not muzzle an ox, which comes from uh, direct aware that. Yes, I believe so. That whole section. Hmm? So he, he takes the one verse, but what's the entire section about? Lawsuits. Lawsuits against... Are you talking in Deuteronomy? In Deuteronomy, okay. yes. Okay. That, that one verse, you should not muzzle the ox while it's treading. Right? It's about lawsuits. If you have a dispute between men... And they come to court. That's at 25 verse 1. Right? They, they come to court that the judge or judges may judge them, and they justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. The whole thing is about a lawsuit, which, if we recall, Paul addressed that earlier. Right? Earlier in, in, in 1 Corinthians. And we, we talked about that. And, but he also says, hey, look, we shouldn't have to go to a, a judge, right? That's what he said earlier in Corinthians. We shouldn't have to go to a judge or to the unrighteous to decide mm-hmm. on these things, right? We have been given all manners of spiritual wisdom mm-hmm. in Christ. And we're going to judge angels. We should be able to settle these disputes ourselves. Mm-hmm. But he still presents his case as he were going before a judge, which I, I really enjoy that here. So he's, he talked about it. And then now, a little while later, after addressing additional issues that were within the church, and not just contained, but clearly were seeping out and uh, bringing discredit and shame upon the gospel, right? He brings it back and, and now is giving in this letter this example to these people of how these... And you really see that in verse 3, and just makes it really examine me, and this is... Right? Also, am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus? Do not my work in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to fast in. Right? He discusses Christ and, and faith. Right? And in there, he says that when Christ rose again, he was seen by, in verse 5, this is 15, 5. Oh, sorry, it's really 4 through 8, and I'll read this says that, and he, that's Christ, was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, and he was seen by Cephas, and then by the twelve, and that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present. But then he acknowledges, some have fallen asleep. In other words, they haven't continued in the faith. And then, um, and or have, have died, mm-hmm. right? And then verse 7 he says, after that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, and then in verse 8 he says, And last of all, he was seen by me also, as one born out of due time. Amen. 
So when the first church came or was was established by the Lord, right? Apostleship was not given lightly. You can just claim it and say you were an apostle, right? Mm-hmm. Historically, you had to have a face-to-face encounter with the Lord for the first church. So clearly, Paul had that, mm-hmm. right? On, on the road to, to um, Damascus, mm-hmm. or the Damascus Road, mm-hmm. right? He had yes. that. So it had to be acknowledged. But then it wasn't just that he had that encounter. Again, you'll know them by their fruit. What was Paul's fruit? And the Lord clearly was using him mightily. I'm an apostle by the will of God. Not by man, but by the will of God, right? Mm-hmm. Denoting it's a clear difference. So other people, and the, uh, the apostles especially, should have also acknowledged because they listened to the Lord. Right? That's the whole point. You're mm-hmm. appointed to these positions because of your relationship with the Lord. You have been found faithful and trustworthy with what he has given you. Mm-hmm. But, and that goes for all of us. We should all be found faithful in what the Lord has given and assigned us to do. Uh, out of our love for him, we should be obedient. So Paul begins laying out this whole case. And and yes, he does say or point out the, the contradictions for what they have imposed on him, right? In comparison to others, saying that's hypocritical. Where's there's should be one standard, just weights, right? It should be the same for everybody, mm-hmm. yes. right? Nobody wants to stand before judgment or the judgment seat of the Lord and have a different, harsher, right, um, time or standard than what everyone else has received, mm. right? Yes. Okay. So he's saying, hey, there should be one standard, one example for all. Mm-hmm. Of course, it, for us, we know it's found in Christ, but we, and I'll say our, our humanity, our humanness, should watch that in ourselves. Do we have a harsher standard for others than we do for ourselves? Do we make excuses or, or whatever the case is to justify our own actions, mm-hmm. how we are living before the Lord? Or a standard for someone we favor mm-hmm. over another person. You remember in Acts when they chose, they, they found a replacement for Judas, by casting lots, and one of has been of the time the midst of the whole First Corinthians. I'm of Jesus Christ, so that division that was been in, that was being sown amongst them. I believe he's still addressing that in some regard, like what you were saying, sweetheart. He's still addressing that in some regard because, in order for them to, to have dissensions and go, well, I like this one better than that one. I'm going to follow this one versus that one. You naturally have to disqualify someone else in order to choose a favorite. You have to find qualities, just the way the human emotion and mind works in order for me to pick this one as my favorite i've got to naturally figure out why they're not equals or why this one is better than that one so that means so you can exclude one by default somebody's got to be excluded and you can't just exclude them just because there's got to be reasons right and there, there was likely conversation going on amongst them because they were quarreling with each other in the earlier chapters there was um, dissensions amongst them and that wasn't just a quiet marching away <laughs> they weren't just standing quietly you know how many of you argue with in silence or you know um so just thinking about that as well and in light of what you were saying sweetheart we'll just keep that in mind as you're talking about that and it's why he's bringing this up uh, again this is a letter mm-hmm. so it's it's implied 
that knowledge has come to him about these matters, mm-hmm. quite possibly mm-hmm. by letter that was written to him. Mm-hmm. So it, it demanded a rebuttal, a response. Mm-hmm. And he had to produce his standings. And remember, this was, Paul was a very educated, scripturally, absolutely man, not that he used that as a weapon against anyone or a means to justify himself, but he knew what the word said. And, and now being in relationship with Christ, he knew how to rightly apply that word. So I just love seeing the wisdom of God come out as he's dealing with his, his children in the, in the faith lovingly, but also according to the wisdom of God, in which mm-hmm. it goes together. Not, there's and, and the role of a father, out of alignment with the word. That's, again, as we were talking, or that deception, the, and even guzzling the ox. All right, and then Allah brings it up. Well, the Lord didn't, didn't bring the law just to care about the animals, right? No, his relationship was with us. It's with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he desires that, a relationship with each and every person on the face of this earth, or person that's ever been on mm-hmm. and ever will be on the face of this earth. Let me say mm-hmm. it more accurately. Mm-hmm. Right? So, th- so there's that. But then he gives other examples. Hey, he says, even the, the priests, the Levites, historically, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to bring it all the way back there, he said they got to eat, to partake, they, to live off of what was given to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Again, Paul's not requiring of it, the, uh, it of them. He's, he's saying, if you're... If you are giving it to others, right? Essentially, because he says, if others, um, where is it? Let me find it. Um, oh, yeah. Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, right? But if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more, right? Mm-hmm. So, in other words, exactly what you were saying, honey. You've used your the the what deceived them the lies that, that ultimately created divisions and all these other things the deception that was there that paul is uprooting and saying to exclude others and to justify contributing to others he's saying shouldn't we have this right all the more over you right and and if you will you can call yes he calls it a right mm-hmm. but again because of the love and walking in the love of god He's not requiring it. Mm-hmm. There's other scripture. Help me find it where, in, in other places where he, we're not lording this over you. Um, what we're saying, or you had this made up in your mind, but now there's a three. Uh, shepherd. This is verse two of First Peter five. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. That, that's one of them. Okay. There's, there's another one where, um, hey, we already covered it, I don't remember. Um, I'll have to find it and get back to you. But he's talking about what do you have that you, what have didn't you. Didn't first receive. Right, that you didn't first receive. And then he also talks about how. You, you didn't realize, hey, you, or maybe what you weren't aware that you had the opportunity to give, but now I'm making it aware, right? And it wasn't even for him; he w- it was for a gift for for believers elsewhere. That might have been. And, and and this is the pattern that you see constantly, especially with Paul, as a spiritual father, but also just living out his life before the Lord as an example for others. It's 
hey, even if he makes a request, it's really not about him. It's not on his behalf. He's looking to build up others and to further the gospel. Even though he's saying, hey, if we were to go by rights, right, back to judging and, um, you know, lawsuits and all, as, as the earlier discussion was, right, presenting his case as in that manner, although not going before a court, he's saying, even if I were to, to bring this up as evidence, this is how it's been historically. But he's not looking for it for himself. It's always about someone else. And you see that same mindset throughout all of chapter four was talking to the philippians about their willingness to give and their generosity greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again lacked opportunity in whatever state i am to be content i know how to be abased and i know how to abound everywhere and in all things i have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need i can do all things through christ who strengthens me nevertheless you have done well that you shared in my distress now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full and have received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And may God, I'm sorry, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was that was the exact part, right, which denotes that, and you said it early on in that, that section of Philippians, where they lacked the opportunity to give. They had given. And clearly, that it denotes a pause, right? In other words, they had lacked opportunity to give, but now they have it, and this is what it's being used for. And he says something very similar in here, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 15. I have used none of these things, or he says, but I have used none of these things, nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. It would be better for me to die than anyone should make my boasting void. In other words, he's saying, I don't know what is written here. They look, he further the gospel, further the kingdom of the Lord, and mm-hmm. in, in all that he does. So he says it'd be way better to die than for the boasting, which is in the Lord, to be made void. And it, it reminds me of when Abraham, when he went to rescue Lot, and he had um, taken his his troop to go fight and the the kings of um, Sodom and Gomorrah and delivered them and they tried to give him stuff and he said nope I'm not taking that from you because I don't want you to say you made Abraham rich exactly. I have a covenant with my God and he's the one who supplies all my need he's taking mm-hmm. care of me I don't want you to have that pleasure or saying that you did that for me and so I think here he's also saying I don't want you to say I'm preaching the gospel because you you provided for me wait a second that that's not happening and it, it speaks to their motives, because clearly in Philippians, he had no problem with saying that their aid made a difference in mm-hmm. his life, even though God was sustaining him, whether they sent it or not. Right. He had already walked with God in that and, and knew how to deal with it, but he had no, no problem giving them credit, if you will, giving honor where honor was due for what they had done to him. But their motives in it were clearly different than what he is um discussing here in Corinthians. Well, but, the, but let's look at the why, right? And, and with the why, for for some, 
they may struggle with finances and even it being discussed, right? Mm-hmm. The, which is literally what we are just talking about in chapter 8. Some may regard this thing, right? And some may regard another thing, but I'm giving grace and walking with all. So it's not that Paul couldn't discuss those things, but he knew clearly with, Philippi, with the church in Philippi and the Philippians, the letter to the Philippians, that he could discuss it and give... Uh, I'll say credit where credit's due. All credit goes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But hey, I can acknowledge, third with his spirit, that this was done out of mm-hmm. earthly over someone that they mm-hmm. can use later. I want to phrase yeah. it, right? Let's call it what it is. He can make a difference. It's made a, a difference in my you. life and yeah. it made a difference in the lives of many others. So yeah. he gave credit where credit was due. Thank yeah. you. Say thank you for the love. For your obedience to mm-hmm. the Lord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to with all of us is mm-hmm. our love. And will we be obedient to what the Lord is asking us to do? Mm-hmm. In all things, finances is but one part. This is clearly Paul has addressed many issues that were ongoing with the church at that time. And if we really um, take a harsh look or really examine uh, even the church today, do we not see many of the same things? I'll, I'll let the Holy Spirit minister that to you, right? I'm not expecting an answer, right? But. As I look at what the Holy Spirit's revealed, I can see many of the same things that we need to address and deal with. Get, bring under the blood, all right. Repent from, bring it back into, you know, under the blood of the Lord. Lay it at His feet and get back in alignment with our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're we're people. We're still people today. Mm-hmm. They were no less human. Absolutely. Than we are today. They were no less. Um, in need of a savior or no more in need of a savior than we are today so people are people and you see we see all the same dichotomies that you see today there are there are many generous people who are willing to give to the call of christ and have a right heart towards god and there are the people that are struggling and that's just a part of life and so in that you know the whole picture the truth of it is that we're not always all bad or you know what i mean like just because we're not perfect in the lord god loves us and we are still going to be taking that journey to perfection until he calls us up to meet him in the drawn out process. Let's move as briskly as we can. That what Christ desires. Amen. Well, I will. All right, Layla. You give us to do everything that it is that you asked us to do, Lord. And I ask that you'll bless our listeners and minister to them as they go about their days, Lord. What, whether it is they're going to school, Lord, or they're working a job, Lord, give them peace in their mind and comfort them, Lord. And just keep them and let them be that light and that salt that you asked them to be, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.